Hello, friend. Thanks for joining me for the Making Disciples Naturally podcast of the Kansas Communities Ministry. My name is David Dennis, and I'm so glad you can be with us today. Today, we're going to continue our discussion with Dr. Richard Spann, the current director of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Our ministry encourages everyone to memorize a life objective, which is to know Christ in my own life in ever-increasing depth and to make disciples and develop laborers at all times under any conditions in every place I go. Jim Morris based this objective on several scripture passages, including Philippians 3.10, which says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. I started today's discussion by asking about that first part of our objective, knowing Christ, and what that means and looks like in Dr. Spann's life. Our objective that was established by Jim a number of years ago is to know Christ in our own lives in ever-increasing depth and to make disciples and develop laborers at all times under any conditions in every place we go. Those are based on scripture passages. and. Um, so we've talked a lot about discipling and investing in other people's lives. How about the part about to know to know Christ in our own life in ever increasing depth? What does that look like in your life? Well, good question. And I think that's something that God has increasingly manifested to me the importance of that, uh, of who He is, and I. I th- I was talking to someone recently <clears throat> about the typical church service where where the um, pardon is freely given to us and talked about in the church service with the benefits of the uh, resurrection of Christ, uh, his resurrected life, the benefits that we have moment by moment, privilege to uh, his purity and his power. His presence are, are seldom mentioned to the degree in which they should be, and I think increasingly the Lord has uh, wanted me to be aware of the fact that through the Holy Spirit, uh, the fullness of the life of Christ is made available. That I depend not on my righteousness but on His, and that um, that He increasingly wants to manifest uh, His own life through me in word, thought, and deed, and I can depend on that and look look forward to that. And I was reading a sermon by uh, uh, a pastor, and he was looking at uh, the passage in Deuteronomy 8, 8-2, uh, where it says that he led you all the way in the desert these 40 years to humble you, that is, to produce humility, and he specifically said this humility was the life of Christ to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart. He didn't need to know what was in our heart. We needed to know what was in our heart. And we needed to know that it was Christ in our heart. So his purpose was to humble, that is to create the humility that formed the life of Christ. And then secondly, to test us to know that we would know it would be the life of Christ, so that we would know it would be his righteousness, know that it would be his holiness, his character, because we have been given the character and conduct of Christ, and that God wants us to know that it's his, not ours, and that having done that, we can 
then as it goes on into verse 3, uh, we know that we live not by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So that this word is not in its context the written word, but it is the decreed word from the mouth of the Lord, what he decrees, what he guides, his providence. So that uh, in the relationship with Christ, we can have the same peace and trust that we uh, that he had knowing that part of God's gifts to us and benefits to us are not only by what is seen, the bread, but by what is not seen, the manna, that he directs us by things which are seen and unseen, things which are known and unknown, things which are beyond our uh, understanding or control. And that is what Christ demonstrated, and that is what, uh, that is the life of Christ. And that is his risen, resurrected life that he gives us so that we too can appreciate and dwell in and be a part of that. I think this is a heritage that God has for us. Um, I was reading, which was an interesting concept, that Christ is an advocate uh, to, to God for us, but that the Holy Spirit is an advocate to us for God in terms of really making known to us all the riches that Christ has for us. And we just get a rare glimpse of that on this planet, I think, uh, when we're with him. That will greatly, greatly expand and uh, throughout eternity. So I think that's very much a part of uh, the thought that Jim had when that objective was written, of know Christ in my own life in ever-increasing depth. And that is an objective which takes us not only through this life, but well into the next. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's good. Practically, daily, what does that look like in your own life? Good question. Practically, daily, that 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 uh, works out by saying, "Good morning, Father. Good morning, Son. Good morning, Holy Spirit." Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I adore you, I love you, I lay my life before you. Mm. And to seek to spend the time with the Holy Spirit as uh, the one that I would not want to grieve or cringe, be filled with, be led with, just thank him for uh, his advocacy, for uh, the fact that he is going to make Christ known. Spend time with with Christ, even though they're the Trinity, but just thank him for all that he has done Mm. and is doing and will do and God the Father in whom we live and move and have our being. Just a tremendous amount of, of security and hope that we have uh, in him and his presence and the, the knowledge that he has given us his fullness, that we lack nothing. And so I think this, this just to rejoice in that every day and to thank him for that and to know that we can live in the full confidence of that, whatever, whatever life brings. Do you um, you read scripture every day? Yes. Do you keep a journal? Do you write things down, typically or more periodically? When I periodically write things down, and I think I've been writing maybe more things down than I used to earlier in my life. And I think some things are are very important to write down and to consider, mm-hmm. because we tend to forget. And uh, some things that God shows us, He 
has to show me again and again because I have forgotten them or not written them down. So I think there is benefit. I do not keep a daily journal, but periodically I do write Mm -hmm. things down that I understand. Thank you. Let's talk about tools a little bit in ministry. Uh, We've mentioned several, Memorize the Word, which I'm not sure is even available anymore, but a series of, I think, 72 verses that are memorized, three per week. And uh, what are some other tools that you have found helpful over the years? Well, the topical memory system, speaking in that area, is very good. I've also simply taken the scriptures themselves and said, well, let's look at, in this study that we're doing through this book, I'd like for you to pick out a verse in each paragraph that we're studying or a verse per per uh, chapter. Uh, other chapters that we've looked at, I've had individuals kind of go through the whole chapter and, and, and memorize that. Uh, but I think those those three, I think the memorize the word, topical memory system, there are some verses to memorize, never man a warrior, and the thirteen verses in beginning with Christ. I think those are very those are very beneficial. Yeah. Um, so those tools I think to get a person into the into the word. Um, I think in terms of helping an individual expand his heart for others and how to reach out and to, to share more of the gospel. I think the uh, living proof is very beneficial from Jim Peterson. There are some tapes available from Bob Jacks, your home lighthouse that I've used. Those are very helpful. But I think in terms of the evangelism and helping others reach out to others, just simply taking them with you. Uh, in a home study is, is, is I find, very very beneficial. In terms of helping others learn to disciple, there's a number of materials out on that. But Leroy Iams' book, The Lost Art of Disciple Making, I think is, is very excellent. Uh, Walt Hendrickson has written a book, Disciples Are Made, Not Born, which I think is still available. But one of the advantages of Leroy Iams' book is that it deals with not only helping people become a disciple. It has three or four chapters on helping them become a laborer in terms of discipling others, and then maybe even a chapter or two at the end on leadership. So it expands that from terms of disciples to disciple makers and makers of disciple makers. It has lots of good ideas Mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, Having said that, people will do, I have discovered, for others what you do for them. So your very interactions, how you interact with them as a non-believer predetermines to some extent how they react with other non-believers. So uh, I think all parts of your life are used to disciple the way you treat your wife, your children, the way you govern your time, uh, what is important to you in terms of uh, how much time you spend with hobbies and travel and so forth. Others will gain and learn from that. So I think it has helped me to look at all aspects of my life. Is this what I want to see in the life of someone else? So we disciple not only from from a book or material, but uh, with our lives as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we have a lot of disciple-making material. Iron Sharpens Iron by Harold Hendricks is a good book I've gone through. But but again, it is it is a simply a tool. I think the I've more and more I've been looking just at the scriptures uh, with people, praying through that, and 
and spending some time looking at areas there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And you've certainly been a good role model for me and my wife in our, in our lives, so thank you for that. Boy, how true that is. We have many tools, all of which can be used by the Lord in the spiritual growth of others. But you know, when we work with people, we are teaching them more than just a set of propositional truths. They are watching how we treat our spouses, our children, and others in our lives. I'm reminded of Paul's statement in 1 Thessalonians 2.8, according to the New American Standard Version, which says, Having so fond an affection for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become very dear to us. Would you like help in learning how to mentor others? Perhaps you would like to learn more about our ministry. If so, email us at radio at kansasnavs.org. My objective is to know Christ in my own life in ever-increasing depth and to make disciples and develop laborers at all times under any conditions in every place I go. For more information about the Kansas Communities Ministry, go to our website at www.kansasnavs.org. That's K-A-N-S-A-S-N-A-V-S. Or find us on Facebook at Kansas Communities Ministry. Do you sense a need in your own life for spiritual growth? Or perhaps you would like coaching on how you can reach out to others. Again, email us at radio at kansasnavs.org. Join me next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.